You're listening to Vincenzo Landino on the Brand Boost Podcast, powered by Zoom. I am proud to say that I have this next individual on the podcast. It's been a long time coming. Monique Hoffman, also known as Q from Q the Brand, a marketing and media relations company. How are you, Q? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm fantastic. Likely better than you are in, what did you have, 120 degree weather down there in Arizona? Well, it's 89 at 8 a.m. We're looking to hit our, our record high of 122 this weekend. Yeah. No big deal. I hit- I hit that number in the sauna. Uh, never have <laughs> had that. Yeah, no, no, thanks. I, I, <laughs> you, we were talking the other day and you were like, yeah, this is me right now. And I just, I can't, I can't understand. I can't comprehend that being from new England where yeah. like it was 50 degrees one morning and then it's 90, but we never hit like that type of weather. And, and then, you know what? The other thing I want to say to you is it's dry heat, right? Please. Please. That's what people want you to think or maybe what it once was. But whether it's global warming or for whatever reason, I mean, we do have our instances of humidity and then it's it's still that hot. So we're actually going into monsoon season, which a lot of people don't know that we have, um, which could be terribly, um, you know, it, it could break stuff. It, it breaks down trees, power lines, roofs of houses, all sorts of things. Um, I don't know if you've seen like a, a haboob or heard of a haboob. It's a it's a no giant wall of sand that comes up, um, a certain time of year where, you know, it's one minute it's bright and hot. And then the next minute it's, it gets super dark and you got to encounter the, uh, the, the sand. And then you can't see like two feet in front of you, one foot or even, you know, inches in front of you. It's, it's crazy. It's like out of a movie. I, all I heard was boob. No, I'm kidding. Totally kidding. But that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I got it. Uh, (laughs) I want to talk to you today about, um, media relations and reputation management, because it's not funny enough. It's not a topic that I've talked about on the podcast before. Uh, but I think it's one that's really, really important, whether it's a small mom and pop all the way up to large brands, they all have to must Uh, have a plan in place to deal with uh, any sort of, I guess, crisis, whatever that crisis may be, Uh, especially with the advent of social media. uh, We see it kind of more and more. Uh, Just last night, we're recording the day after the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, tied the the NBA finals. And it was funny because Aisha Curry, the wife of Steph Curry, and I know she's not a brand, but she kind of is a brand. And she tweeted something kind of, really it was against the NBA, you know, that their games are fixed and yada, yada, yada. I'm thinking, first thing I thought of was, oh, good thing I'm recording with Q tomorrow because I can ask her, you know, if that was a a company, not just an individual, you know, what type of ramifications can someone have for tweeting or posting something like that? And so that's my first question to you is when posting What are the things or when, you know, interacting online, what are things that brands must be aware of? 
Well, first off, I want to say that um, I'm I'm happy to talk to you about this because it's something that I'm really passionate about, and and you know that, and that's why we're here. Um, but many people, is this like one of those things? Like we don't talk about religion, politics, although people are doing that right now. Religion, politics, and then the scary stuff. And this is this is what people don't want to think about. But I'm I'm like people's insurance policy um, for you know for their reputation, and it honestly can start from you know, being in person and doing something wrong. Like it's not just, it doesn't just live on the interweb. It, it really can happen. Um, you know, the, these players, they, they could carry on this fight onto social media because the moment it happens, you know, how many people went to Twitter or went to Facebook, you know, and, and, and these, uh, athletes can go back on there and kind of fuel that fight. And then it's, it's an even bigger issue. So whether you're a, you know, a personality, um, just a, you know, a person and, and, you know, I'm going to be speaking to a school of a room full of high school kids because this needs to kind of start at a younger age now where they realize what they're putting online could actually affect their career. So this is the world we live in now. And if you, so if you're, you know, just a person, a personality, small, medium, large company, there are things that you have to watch for and, and having a strategy in place and understanding who you are and what you stand for is, is a really great start point. Yeah. You know, you said something there and understanding what you're, you know, what you stand for, but you also said that, uh, you know, you're going to go talk to, you're, you're talking to high school kids. And, and I think that because, and you know, you and I see it cause we're in the space. We understand yep. that social media moves so fast and most times no one really understands the power of these things until shit hits the fan, right? Like yeah. you don't, Oh, no one's going to see this one little post, you know, and then a hundred thousand retweets later, your content's gone viral. I mean, and I'm going to go back to, um, Miss Curry's tweet last night. She deleted it within, I, I believe seconds or, or even a minute. Um, but it had already been retweeted over a hundred, like a hundred thousand times. There's some ridiculous yeah. amount. And, you know, obviously everybody saw it and she posted a retraction. So like posting a retraction, is that good form? Is that saving face? Does it really work? Because a lot of people were like, oh, you should, she should have just sucked it up. She should have left it up there. Now she's going back on it. Like what is your take on retractions and that kind of, that sort of thing? Well, first off, let's just say what the delete button really is. And it's, it's just a, it's an oops button, but it doesn't mean that it really goes away. You know, I mean, it, it, it clearly like once it's been seen, it doesn't, and it's in people's minds now they've, they've, they've consumed it. And, and it doesn't matter if you have just a few followers, like if you happen to use a hashtag, I mean, you're just increasing your, you know, the eyeballs on what you, what you wrote. And once it gets out there, it's, it's out there. Deleting really doesn't fix the problem. Now issuing a retraction is important. Um, it's not always necessary, but it's definitely important. However, I am concerned or I, I just caution those that, and you have to look within yourself and say like, am I, am I really bad at, you know, communicating? <laughs> Cause there are a lot mm-hmm. of people that are. And so if you were the one who wrote that statement in the very beginning, should you be the one to compose that retraction? Because it, you could, you know, bury yourself and you're saying, this is my retraction. I didn't mean to, but if you come off as insensitive or passive aggressive, I mean, it could just make the situation worse. In what situation does anybody or should 
any individual or business brand, whatever, should you be looking for someone like, you know, yourself, like when should that phone be picked up and said, fuck, I screwed up <laughs> Q I'm calling you. Or should it be, Hey Q I need you before we even start writing anything that could be controversial. Like what is the right flow for working with someone like yourself? Well, really it's, um, like I said, it's an insurance policy. So I really wish people would come to me before so that we can prevent things. I mean, just, you know, some people are driving around without insurance because they're like, I only have a five mile commute. Uh, I'm really, you know, not putting myself in any real danger, but what is that statistic that most people get into accidents? Like Mm -hmm. right around, you know, like really close to home. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the reality of it. It's like, it's when you least expect it, when you think that people aren't watching or listening or reading. I mean, so being able to have a strategy in place, um, and, and speak to someone who, who can look at it from the outside, because, you know, just like social media marketing, a lot of business owners feel like, you know, this is what we should be marketing when in reality it's this stuff over here. Um, and it's, they're doing it the wrong way because there's, they're just, you know, drowning in the information. So they don't realize what people really would rather see on social media. And it's the same thing. It's like, you can't, if, if you're so knee deep or neck deep in this, in this stuff and you're passionate about it, chances are like, you won't care. I mean, think about the Orlando shooting and everything that's happened. And all of a sudden, all these people who quote unquote, don't talk about politics are now having to say something. And it's those people that, you know, are, are not really informed and, and have been quiet. And all of a sudden they say something that's when stuff goes wrong. Yeah. Um, and like there's, what is, what kind of examples, and I know you just mentioned the Orlando shooting. I don't want to talk too much about yeah. that particular topic, but, and I just only cause I don't want to take away from your, you know, your time, but what situations are like, show me or tell me, tell us, uh, situations where brands handled themselves properly. And then maybe a couple of examples of brands that have done it all wrong. I mean, I, I'm sure there's a few examples where you can say the initial message was great. And then the follow-up was poor or it was poor all along, or it was good the whole way. Like whatever examples you have, like what are your best, your top examples go to, um, to help those understand exactly, uh, you know, like the, I, I need to stop rambling, but the best way to do it and then the ways not to do it. Well, I think it's hard. Um, do you remember the, the person you, you, I, I'm a chef. A lot of people don't know that. So I follow the KitchenAid brand on, on social media, you know, the KitchenAid mixer people. Um, yeah. and I don't know if you remember that their social media person decided to say, um, uh, you know, fuck the Raiders or something along those lines. And they tweeted from the KitchenAid USA account instead of their personal account. And it went viral. Um, and th the people that were, were reading were basically telling KitchenAid that they had to fire this person, mm -hmm. that the brand would not survive quote unquote without, or be, you know, continuously be supported unless they fired that person. And, um, I actually, I don't know that I followed up on that, whether they fired that person or not, or they made it public, but you know, they, they did issue a, a statement, um, 
and, and that's good, but you know, the way that things are going now, um, your community is almost like almost tells you what to do and you have to decide you have another hard thing. Do I follow what they say? Like, are they going to still be my customers? And, and so, um, the problem is, is that it's like in a, in a situational thing. Um, I've seen brands that do it well for this situation. And then I'm like, did you not get help for that? You know, something else happens. So, um, I, I honestly, off the top of my head, there isn't one brand that has really kind of shown up in my eyes. Um, you know, there are more that have not. So Allegiant Airlines is one. Uh, they just, I had a, a really bad experience and I wrote a blog like, I don't know, four or five years ago that went viral um, because they were, you know, now they've been in the news for overcharging and, and, and such, but they, they have delays like 10, 12 hours from Phoenix to Vegas. Um, and they're just, they're sh- making all these people stranded and people take to the, to the media and to the internet and they have nothing to say. And they're in the business of moving people and, and they should have said something instead of ignored it. Now, I think more of what's happening are these brands are counting on the fact that social media is so fast and that it will be old news and people won't remember. Oh, that's yeah. As we know, the speed of information today uh, is fast, but it it still sticks around, you know, depending on how, how bad it is or the scale of of what it is. Um, and, And, there's two, I see too many brands that get kind of caught up in the, you know, oh, the life cycle of that is, or the lifespan of that is, is yeah, whatever. It's not too long anyway. So let's just go with it. And well, you know, what, are, what are your thoughts on stepping outside of the box sometimes? Because I know that I've talked to brands, you know, I've consulted with brands that said, well, our last consultant wanted us to kind of go outside of our normal box and they wanted us to be really, you know, push the envelope with things. You know, do you, do you think that because of the speed of social that brands are getting a little more ballsy for lack of a better word? I like the word ballsy, but yeah, gutsy is the right word. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm silly like that, but you know, yes and no. And, and I, I want to, I want people to understand that it's not always about like, do you remember or do people remember or is it old news? What about when someone is going to look for you or look for your brand and say, do I want to do business with this person or brand? That's when it really sticks out there. What are you known for? Um, There is a a group of people. There's a a man who started a doctor, I should say, who started a form of therapy, not like talking on a couch therapy, but a different way to heal pain and heal bad memories and depression and all of that. Now, a lot of people think it's hokey, but he had someone that took to social media, wrote a blog post and, and really kind of put this doctor down and his son, who's a part of it and also a doctor and took some SEO and made it so that it was like the first thing on Google before this doctor stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they went to their lawyers and I have good relationship with my lawyer. Lawyers are fun. I don't, I'm not one of those people that hate them. However, I love lawyers. Yeah. There are some, you know, whatever. Okay. So (laughs) this doctor took, went to his lawyer and the lawyer said, you and your son need to stop 
posting for a year. Wow. That that was the legal, um, you know, go to this is this is what what you should do. And when they came to me, I'm like, so you just want people to know you for that. <laughs> you don't want to, you know, push this down to the second page because we, we all know that people don't really look past the, you know, the first page mm-hmm. of Google. So it's like if someone Googles you, this is this is what people will see or hear. And that's the worst thing that they could have done. And they did do it. And it just, it didn't go away. It actually got worse. Wow. That is, I couldn't imagine not posting for a year. I don't know what that would do to me. Well, that's our business like that. I could, I would be like, okay, we're not going to work out. We're, we're done, you know? And, um, Mm -hmm. but for them, you know, they had built a business before social media, but they're, they're bigger on YouTube, but does any, like, I want people to think about what, is that what you would do? Like, is that what, you know, you're, you're taking to social media to voice your opinion about something. Are you really going to be okay with not posting anything? The, the, the key to that is, I mean, there are so many ways that you have to deal with this situation, but you have to post, like you have to push it down. You, I mean, if, if people are, you know, getting distracted by other things, you have to not ignore the situation, not put a bandaid on it, but yeah, like formulate something, uh, a, a, not a retraction, but a, a statement, a public statement, and then move on. Right. Like, and it's all in the, do you do it gracefully? I've had instances where I had to do PR for myself. I, you know, I said something and I waited Right. So I made sure that everybody kind of saw it that needed to see it. I hid it from my timeline and then I waited a day and then I started posting again. But it also depends on the event. Right. How what how bad is it? And and for me, it was, I don't know, on a scale of one to ten of four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this this is why this is so hard. And so it's because people there's, there's no recipe for success on this. It's just, you know, working with someone or a team of people who have real experience in handling, you know, social media, PR, media relations, because regular PR and traditional, I mean, traditional, I should say, and what, what we're doing online is, is completely different. This is a whole different world. And we still have a group of people that haven't adopted social media yet. Who has not adopted social media yet? Serious question. Um, a lot of people. I, I've met a lot of younger folks that are just, you know, I, I felt silly, but I, I go to this restaurant called the Henry and um, everyone knows me there. And I, you know, there's there's a bartender who, who's got to be like 21. And I said, you know, you're the only one, the only server here that's not on my Facebook and he's like, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on social media. I read. <laughs> I was like, wow. wow. Uh, suddenly I feel um, sort of dumb because I mean, I read too, but this guy made me feel like I read nonfiction. I read, you know, uh, biographies. Make sure you're a nerd. <laughs> like you're wow. an antisocial nerd. And, and there's a lot of young people that and that are not using it, but eventually we'll have to, we'll have you know, to. It, it, so it's interesting to hear you say that they'll have to, and we see so many other, 
like we see this next generation focusing on um content that disappears right especially with snapchat like chatting whatever it may be it's it's gone like it you type it and well ideally it disappears right that's that's the uh that's the idea behind that do you think like where where is your place let's say everything moves towards that model of you know ephemeral messaging or uh any type of platform do you see a place for media relation folks in that case or is it only in the traditional sense and now i guess traditional i'm talking about like facebook twitter you know regular newspaper things like that Um, are you saying if things go away do do people are we still needed yeah i mean is a is a media relations individual still needed if I'm not on social. If my brand's not on social in what regard? Cause I mean, you have to do more than just social, I would think. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and that's what I was saying in the very beginning, like, like the game last night, it has everything to do with, you know, the, the communication of, of the brand, of the business, of the people involved. Um, just like, um, with live streaming, live streaming and what I do is huge. Most PR people do not put CEOs in front of the camera, um, on the news or, or, or whatnot until they've had some media training. You know, what are you about? What are you going to say? How would you answer this question? Please don't, you know, have resting bitch face. There's all this media training. Now we have it so that someone could just, a CEO or anyone who hasn't had media training can just feel like I want to go on a rant. I'm going to flip up Facebook live where I have 5,000 friends and here I go. Right. And so especially with this stuff that disappears or so instant, absolutely, probably more than ever people need people like me. So give me, if you had to, if, if you were consulting with my, my listeners, all the listeners, and you had to give them your three tips on, uh, you know, uh, dealing with a crisis, crisis management, um, what would your top three tips be besides call Q because that's what they should do in the first place. Right. Of course. What would be Q's top three tips from dealing with a, uh, I'm going to use the word PR crisis, but well, before there's a crisis determine like when you're, when you're reading the news or you're hearing, and I, and I hate to bring up Orlando again, but you know, there was, um, as I am creating graphics and trying to, you know, pray for Orlando from all of my client pages. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my clients is extremely religious and she's not homophobic. It's just not something that she wants to openly support. Like Mm -hmm. it's not something that she wants on her pages. Whereas my other clients, you know, they, they don't care. They're, they're fine. It's whatever, whatever the situation is, it's factual that it was a, an attack on the LGBT community. So they were fine, but you know how things are online. It's like, Oh, you support gays. You don't support gays. And so a situation like that, I always, I've told a lot of my clients, where do you stand on that? Figure out where you stand on a lot of things and kind of work around that because, you know, you don't want things to be misinterpreted and always think before you speak. And I know that's so cliche, but 
you really have to, because as a, as a communicator, as the person who is voicing something or writing down something, you have to determine, can this be misconstrued? Can this be misunderstood, taken the wrong way? Do I come off as passive aggressive? And you also have to realize what personality or what type of presence have you had online? Um, you know, for me, I've, I've been known to talk about controversial topics, especially with my news show and, and people, I can't tell you how many private messages I got after the shooting Q, what do you think about gun control? Like, what do you think the problem is? So I've built my brand on being able to talk about everything and anything. Now with you, if you've never talked about this stuff and you just decided to kind of take a stance publicly on all of this stuff, people would be like, what happened to this guy? And is do, you know, this whole no like and trust thing, forget it. People are like, who, I don't know him. I don't know Vincenzo. So you have to really kind of think about what do you stand for is number one. Um, you know, number two, think before you write video post, whatnot. And then number three, what, who have you put out there already? And, and is it consistent? You know, if, if this, if you're trying to think about putting out a message, is it consistent with the voice that I've been putting out for, you know, X amount of time? That's interesting. You say, I, I like your first one is figuring out where you stand. It's really like a preemptive strike, right? And it's, it's knowing, do, do you recommend that companies, brands have some sort of playbook to run anytime something may hit or sometimes when something happens, like, is there a go-to plan that goes in play when that happens? Like, okay, X happened, you know, uh, we are going to stop commenting. We're not going to post for a, a week or whatever uh, it is. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure how these, how it works. So is it a playbook that's run? Like, okay, terrorist crisis happens and it's, uh, you know, something that's gripping nationally or internationally. Like, do we stop or like, what's your take on that kind of stuff? Well, it's, it's funny. It's like, it's like a first aid kit, you know, it's like a stop, drop and roll evacuation strategy. You know, how many people actually read that stuff? Uh, not a lot of people. And you know, it's funny side note. I actually have a certification in technical communication, which means I'm certified to write manuals. If I have a geeky moment on this podcast, it's, it's that. And you know, manual writing, recipe writing, whatever it is, is an art form. So, you know, because it can be interpreted in so many ways, depending on the situation. If, if, if I'm in a time of crisis and I'm reading this, I'm going to read it differently than if you read it and you're just like, okay, I'm trying to prepare. Right. So it doesn't, a manual, a, a plan is not necessarily the number one answer. Um, what I do with all of my clients is I meet with the entire staff, the entire team, and I let them know what we're doing. And I also let them know that they're very much and should be very much invested in the company that they work for um, as, as, as much as I am, because what they say and do affects, you know, affects me and, and what I'm doing to, to protect and, and, and grow this brand. Um, I, I'm a, 
like hospitality marketing specialist. I love hotels. Like I love my two Yorkies and maybe I just love the abuse of having so many people on deck. Right. But you're dealing with 150 to 200 employees that could potentially make my life more difficult. (laughs) So it's, it's hard for me to put out a manual and expect all those people to, to know what to do or know how to prevent these problems. Cause most of the times these problems are internal. I, I, I had a, a PR crisis for one of my hotels because someone at the front desk didn't tip the delivery driver enough money. And then we got, you know, talked about on social media because wow. the one guy didn't tip properly. <laughs> So, and they're like, aren't you, you know, aren't you a hotel? Aren't you in hospitality? Don't you teach your people anything? I mean, it just got crazy. So the way that, you know, brands and personalities and, and whatnot with, with the way social media and media relations works, there has to be a lot more done in the very beginning to kind of prevent the chaos. I am, I'm all about that. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll fix your problems, but it's a lot more difficult. I can't guarantee the outcome that way. It sounds like such a complicated and better you than me that, that <laughs> someone that has to deal with this cue. If, um, if, if anybody needs to use your services or just need, wants to know more about you, um, let them know where they, where can they find you and what's the, you know, what's the best way of contacting you if, if maybe they did need your services. Yeah. Um, I'm Q the brand at Q the brand everywhere. Um, my DMS on Twitter are open, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatnot. Um, so I'm very accessible and Q the brand.com is, is being rebuilt for Q 2.0. And, you know, I'm really focusing on this particular topic because it's, it's like my, you know, my investment or my, you know, my good deed to the community and and to business owners, because it's like, we, I love that you're doing this Vincenzo because people need to know about this. So, um, I'm putting out a lot more content so you can subscribe to my email list on cuethebrand.com right now and follow me everywhere. And I'm very, very accessible. Q, it was a pleasure because we have not, I'm shocked that you and I have not spoken yet on the podcast. So it's been, it was a pleasure having you on here. Uh, I think I want to dive more into some of these types of topics, um, specifically with media relations. Uh, it's question, they're, they're questions I get often, whether it's from clients or listeners who don't really understand this because they do social And it's like, okay, what does that mean? But they're not doing things correctly or they're trying to think so creatively that they forget about all the repercussions uh, that may occur from what they're writing. So I think there's a lot of individuals that need to hear these things. And there's so many of them that could use someone like you uh, to just, even if it's just to think before they tweet or think before you type something well, like that. Right? And, and I want to add that, look, I'm not the, the, the gal who's going to be negative Nancy or, you know, just crush your dreams or crush your, crush your fun. That's, I, I am a serious, intense person, but, um, I, I don't, you know, push that onto other people. I, 
what, what I want to do is I want you to be yourself and I want to preserve that in such a way that people continue to see you for who you are instead of taking these, what might be outbursts or, you know, something that you, and we didn't get into this, this might be a series, but something that you might've retweeted or shared. And, and now it's, it's on you, um, because you have your hands on that. All those people who might've retweeted, um, that tweet last night, you know, it's, it's like their hands are on it too. It's a form of, um, in some cases, it's a form of like you, you agree and, or you want to push this out to other people. So, um, you know, also be weary. Like there's a lot of people talking about reputation management right now. And there's a lot of people who, you know, are, cause I was on listening to KTAR talk radio. It's a local station here. And they were talking about it about students and they, they brought it to the point of, of bullying. And what they did is they just said, parents should, should check their kids, uh, you know, phones. Well, look, there's a lot of chatter about this right now. It is a hot topic, but just be wary of the people who are not really giving you the tools to, to, to prevent or fix this, or, you know, the people that are just out there to scare you. Cause then, you know, we don't want people shying away from social media. It is a fun place and it can be very lucrative for a lot of businesses. Well, until, until people understand how to do things, uh, you will always be in demand somewhere. And, uh, again, I thank you for delivering some of this info today for us. We can't give away the farm on the yeah. podcast, but, uh, for those that are interested, please reach out to Q or just at least follow her and check out some of the things she's doing. Um, she is a, like I said, a good friend of mine and insanely intelligent when it comes to, uh, this, these types of situations that, uh, you know, regarding media relations. And I have used her a time or two because no one's perfect <laughs> and she's gotten me in and out of some, some jams. So thank you, Q. You're uh, welcome. You enjoy your 122 degree day. And actually, if it gets to that point, I do want you to text me a picture of the thermometer. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the one in my car. Um, we're, we're at like baking cookies stage. Cause if it's 122 outside, it's about 145 in your car. I have leather seats. So, uh, this year might be the year I fry an egg on the sidewalk. I would, I, I really want you to bake cookies in your car. <laughs> like I really would love to see it happen. Oh, so do it for me and, and turn it into, <laughs> turn it into video content. That would be, that would go viral. I promise you. Let me go get right on that. I got to wait for it to get hotter. <laughs> Thanks. You will talk soon. Thank you. This has been a Vincenzo Landino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.